Hey everybody, Max Kevin here. It's Little Kitty Podcast. It's not too long. Uh, did you guys watch any animes? Are you watching? What are you guys watching on the TV there? You know? Do you watch Japanese animes? I've been watching a lot of football recently, you know, because it's a uh, football season. You guys see this? Of course, this is going to be a week after it happened there, but the most recent uh, Lions Dallas uh, Cowboys game there, you know, uh, the uh, the Lions are down by a touchdown. It's uh, four. It's like one minute left in the fourth quarter, you know. There's there's charging down the field. They just throw a pass, catch it. They don't have any timeouts left, so they run up, spike the ball, lose it down, throw the next pass, catch it. And they they went like sixty yards doing this with with only three downs, you know. They they had to they didn't have any timeouts, so they had to sacrifice a down every time. So they were hot. They were hot. I think they only had one dropped pass or not even or one incompletion, you know. And that whole drive there, you know, and then they go for the they go for the two point conversion. They they're not gonna tie it up. Fuck overtime, dude. Overtime is for pussies. We're gonna win this game. And uh, they go. They throw it to number sixty eight there. The, a fat boy, fat boy lineman. He catches it. Two point conversion. Lions win the game. Oh flag. Uh uh oh. Uh oh. It's a flag. Oh, he's in ineligible receiver. A fat lineman's not allowed to catch a pass. But. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys know the rules of football. You know, the uh, linemen, the, the guys that line up in the front there, you know, they're, they're only allowed to block. They're not allowed to catch passes, but they can. They are allowed to catch passes if they go tell the ref. They're like, hey, I'm going to be eligible for a pass. And then the ref's going to be like, okay. And then the ref will go tell the defense, hey, that guy's eligible for a pass. And the defense will be like, okay, someone cover that fat boy. You know? And uh, so apparently he wasn't, uh, he wasn't eligible. You know, the ref said, he, oh, he never, he never came up to me and told him. He, he never told me. But uh, then he watched the replay there. You watch the replay there, and he does go up. 68 does go up and talk to the ref. And uh, But then this other guy, number 70, he's off on the sides. He's off, he's off running. So apparently what they, what, they, what they say happened is the ref told the defense that it was number 70 who was eligible, not number 68 or something, right? So the ref kind of fucked up. He told them the wrong number, you know? And then uh, even, though, even though number 68 did, did report as eligible, then, they're, then they... Uh, they overturn it, you know, so they don't get the points there, you know. The ref fucked up, and he's like, uh-oh, I told him the wrong number, uh, so now I got to throw a flag here, even though they told me, like, well, I mean, what do you even do in that situation? Like, what's the what's the official rule there, you know, if the, if because the, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not the Lions' fault, you know. They, they, they told the ref, like, they were supposed, it's not the, it's not the Cowboys' fault, they were told number 70, they did, you know, they were told he wasn't eligible, so it's like, how you, you got to run the play again? I mean, we uh, what are you supposed to do there? You know, ref fucks up like that. Anyway, that uh, that officiating team—they're not—they're uh, not—they uh, they lost their their playoff their playoff assignment because they fucked up. I mean, of course, a lot of people say it's corruption. You know, a lot of people think uh, NFL is corrupt. Uh, it probably most definitely is. You know, just like UFC, it's definitely corrupt. But uh, I don't I don't think this was corruption. I think this was just incompetence. I think the guy just fucked up and he's like <laughs> he told him the wrong number. And he's like, oop. Oopsies. Oop. I just embarrassed myself on national... T- I don't want anybody to know about that. Go throw the flag here, you know? Uh, yeah, of course, in the UFC, too, you know? I think a lot of these judges are corrupt. And if you think about it, you know, it's like... All these refs and judges, they're... Like, the amount of money that can be made, you know, by these mafias... It's like, of course, they're going to corrupt the judges, you know? It's like, these guys need, like, Secret Service protection, you know? You know what I mean? It's like... It's like, I mean, if these mafias, you know, if they're, 
you know, you got the, you could take the, the carrot or the, what is it, the silver or the lead there, you know? I mean, they could be intimidating them with, they could be like, okay, if you, if you help us, we'll give you money, but if you don't, we're going to kill your family, you know? So uh, it's got to be tough on them, so. I mean, I, like, I don't see, I don't think there's ever going to be a solution to the problem just because the amount of money that can be made and the amount of, uh, you know, with, like, bribery and, the, like, the... Like yeah, these these uh, refs and UFC and uh, these refs and judges, you know, they really need like Secret Service protection, you know, and that that level of protection is never going to be afforded to them, so it's always going to be corrupt. You know, anyway, uh, enough about uh, sports, but enough about sports corruption. Let's talk about Japanese animes. I don't know if you guys heard about this new one on Netflix. It's called uh, Blue Eye Samurai. It's hot. Everybody's talking about it. They're like, oh my god, have you seen Blue Eye Samurai? It's on Netflix, dude. Yeah, Netflix is actually quite good. At an, uh, their anime ad- adaptations are actually quite good. Which is, oh, and another thing, uh, which I'm quite excited about is they're they're going to remake uh, One Piece, their anime animated One Piece. They're reanimating it, uh, and Netflix is uh, going to be in charge of that too. So uh, hopefully that'll be good. I think it'll probably be better than the uh, than the live action show there. But it's like they're they're going to be running those concurrently. Like they're going to have the they're going to have the live action show and the new animated show. Basically, the new animated show is going to be like one season behind, you know? So it's like, like, it's like, oh, you just watched it live action? Okay, now watch it again and animated. Oh, you already watched the animated? Oh, well, what? well, you didn't watch the new animated. Okay, this is the third time you've been watching, you know? If you watch the animated show and then you watch the live action and then you watch the new animated show, that's the third time you've been watching this. Uh, but hopefully that'll be good, you know, because of course the uh, animated uh, One Piece show, it's got uh, over a thousand episodes, but it probably could be condensed into uh, maybe 400 episodes, you know? A lot of these, you know, because basically this guy guy writes a new mega chapter every week, you know? But uh, there's not exactly that much, you know, there might only be like five minutes of content, you know, so they got to spread that out over like 20, 22 minutes, you know, so. Yeah, there was a, there was a, there was a point there, like in the, um, the, it's called the Water 7 arc in the middle, in the middle there. It's like a hundred episode arc, but it, and like, it was at a time when, like, he was drawing the comics very slowly. It's so, like the animated, the animated TV show. Like they do a episode recap. Like they do like an eight minute episode recap. Every, so it's so, like the new new footage is only like twelve minutes, and then of that twelve minutes, it's just like they pause. They do unnecessary pauses, so it's really only like four minutes. So that that whole they need to redo that whole one. So anyway, that's gonna be good. That's gonna be good in the in the new animated series there, you know. Looking forward to that. Of course, I did watch uh, Blue-Eyed Samurai. Uh, it's pretty cool. Like like my favorite TV shows, uh, Game of Thrones. It's got lots of uh, naked people. It's got it's got tits, ass, dick, full bush. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, you know this this is this show is for adults. Blue-Eyed Samurai. You know the very first episode they got they got they got full dong. The very f- first naked person you see is an old naked old man. He's coming out of a whorehouse. He's, he's, he's dropping dong. And it's pretty big for a Japanese guy. I don't know. If he was supposed to be semi-hard in that, uh... Anyway, there's a lot of nudity in this show, is what I'm trying to say. There's tits. There's sex scenes. There's... Tits and sex scenes. There's there's dick. There's bush. And the, and the animation's very, very good, too. You know, it's like, uh, very high-quality, uh, computer animation. It looks, uh, looks very nice, uh... So, uh, those are some high-definition animated tits we're watching. And, uh... Yeah, so it's a blue... It's, it's, it's called Blue Eye Samurai. 
you know, it's about this uh, half breed. You know, it's half white, half Japanese. You know, and of course, during it's like during the Edo era. You know, where like there's no white people. There's only like four white people in the entire country, and one of the one of the white people raped uh, the samurai's mom, and uh, made the blue eyed samurai. Which uh, I don't know if you guys ever done your Punnett squares in uh, in uh, in uh, junior high school biology there, but um, thing is, uh, Japanese Japanese people that have only been breeding with other Japanese people for a thousand years, well, they have they they have two dominant genes, you know. And if you do your Punnett square there, you know, if you make a, if you make a, an offspring with a, with a full blood Japanese person and a, and a, and a white person, you're not going to, you're not going to, they're not going to have blue eyes because blue eyes are recessive. And that if you do your Punnett square there, you know, the most you could have is a, is a, is a dominant and recessive gene. You could have both. And then maybe that person, if that person had a, had another baby with a white person, they can inherit those two recessive genes. And make a blue-eyed samurai, but of course, uh, I guess they didn't really do Punnett squares in uh, in this TV show, because uh, or maybe maybe the character's mom somehow had a recessive gene, which uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe that I don't know how that would be pa- that would be that seems statistically unlikely for a recessive gene to be passed down through a thousand years of Japanese people, but uh, I guess it, I guess it's technically possible. Anyway, so that doesn't make any sense, but who cares? All right, this is an animated TV show. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. All right, okay, you know, so I'm, you know, so it's like, you know, it's about the hardships. It's about the hardships of being a half breed, you know? You're, you're dejected. You're rejected from society. Nobody likes you because you're. And so, and so the, the samurai wears glasses, you know? Wears yellow glasses. So people, I feel like that's not gonna. Even if you're wearing yellow glasses, I think everyone's still gonna know that your, your eyes are not brown, you know? Right? I mean, you'd have to wear like dark glasses so they couldn't see the color of your eyes don't use lightly tinted yellow glasses so people can still see your the color of your eyes you know that doesn't make any sense you know anyway who cares it's just an, it's just an animated TV show <laughs> so uh you know you go through hardships being a half-breed no one likes you goes to your childhood you know all the kids are trying to beat you up you know they don't like you all your no one your parents are dead i guess i don't know what happened i don't know it doesn't i've only watched the first two episodes so it hasn't shown exactly what happened to the first two parents uh, but, uh, then, then the samurai trains with this, um, with this old blind, blind sword maker. He's like a master sword maker and he's blind and he finds a meteor and then, you know, he's trying to, trying to, uh, make a sword out of the meteor, but he keeps hitting it with a hammer and he's like, this metal's too tough. I can't hit it with the hammer. It's like, well, hey dude, you got to heat it up. You got to, you know, you can't just hit it with a hammer. You got to put it in the fire first. Yeah. And then, uh. Well, yeah, then, then magically, like, the, uh, you know, after the kid grows up, after the blue-eyed samurai grows up, you know, he's, he, the blue-eyed samurai's leaving, and the old master's like, you can't leave yet! And blue-eyed samurai takes out the, takes out the new sword that he forged from the, from the meteor, he, and he hits it on the ground, so that, you know, the, the vibration, the reverberation can be heard by the uh, master swordsman, and he's like, oh my god, you did it! You made a sword out of the meteor, how did you do that? And, I mean, that doesn't really make any sense at all. Like, how could this master swordman, he didn't know how to, he couldn't form this, but uh, I guess this, this is a blue-eyed samurai. I guess they use the white DNA. They use their superior white DNA to figure out how to make a fire hard enough to make the, to melt the meteor. Even though the master swordsman, he never figured out how to make a fire hard, hot enough to melt the meteor. The, uh, the white-blooded kid, the white-blooded teenage kid figured it out because white people are superior. Um, so then, uh, yeah, and it turns out, uh, you know, the big reveal the big reveal at the end of the episode is the uh, blue eye samurai there. Blue eye samurai is actually a woman. Not only, not only is a half breed, 
It's actually a woman, too. Did you, did you know that? Yeah, actually, I did know that because the voice actor was a woman. And uh, as soon as the as soon as the uh, the character talks, you know it's a woman. And I was when I was watching that thing, I was like, why? Why is this? Why are they using a female voice for this character? Why? Oh, okay. Oh, it's a female. Okay, that makes that makes that makes less sense. You know, yeah, because I mean, it's not enough. It's not enough to uh, have only one hardship. Okay, you got to have two hardships. Not only are you a half breed, no one likes you. You're also a woman in Japan, in feudal Japan. You think? You think Japanese people 300 years ago liked half-breeds? Well, they didn't. And they didn't like women either. You're, that's two. That's a twofer. That's two hardships. That's too many. Two, I mean, is that, what, what else, what are they going to tell me in episode four? It's going to, it's going to turn out she's gay? Which, not only she, she's a woman, she's a half-breed, and she's gay? Oh my god, that's, that's three hardships. That's too many, how many, how many, how many hardships is she going to have to overcome? Oh my god, how strong is her heart? She's got to overcome all these, what? Episode 6, what, she's a woman, she's a half-breed, she's gay, and she's got gonorrhea? Oh my god, how many, how many hardships we're gonna have to overcome? The final episode, oh, she's a woman, gonorrhea, half-breed, with autism, she's got autism too. Oh my god, how are you gonna overcome all these hardships? <laughs> because, I guess that's all, my only uh, first criticism of the show, is that, like, it's like, okay, I mean, did you have to really make it, I mean, I mean, that's... You gotta make them half-breed and a woman. I feel like either one of those shows could work, right? You could have a half-breed that's a male or like a... Or Japanese that's a, that's a woman, you know? I mean, you don't have to have both. I mean, anywho, of course, it, it kind of, um, it kind of uh, doesn't... It makes even less sense, you know? That kind of bugs me about this show because, uh, you know, she's, uh, she's a woman. And uh, she's, like, kicking the ass of all these men, you know? And, uh, well, basically, yeah, okay basically she had uh she had no teacher she had no samurai teacher she just you know all these all these samurais would come to the master swordsman to uh have him make a sword for them and then like she would just watch them practicing and that's how she learned all these different styles but uh you can't just i mean you know you can't just watch i, I watch people play football i'm not i'm not a, i can't throw a 60 yard you know touchdown pass there you know i've watched a lot of football there you know i've watched a lot of porn it's not making my dick any bigger you know what i mean uh, so that is, that doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. So not only, not only did she master every, every style of, uh, samurai fighting, she also surpassed her, uh, her, uh, her master sword maker in blacksmithing. So she's not only expert blacksmith, she's also expert samurai, you know, even though she's like a teenager, or I guess maybe she's got to be like 20, even though she's a half breed woman, she, she's, ma she's mastered more skills than anyone else, which I guess just goes to show even more that white people are superior. The only reason you could do this is because she's a half-breed with white, and uh, white people are a superior race. And so, uh, yeah, anyway, then she's, she's like, goes to the school, she's, she, she destroys everyone in the school. It's like, okay, I mean, of course, uh, of course that's not realistic at all, you know, I guess. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Serena Williams, uh, number one uh, tennis player, she, uh, she uh, she also had that mindset that she could beat any man, and uh, she lost to the guy who was ranked in, like number two hundred. After he was uh, he played a round of golf and like got drunk, and then he beat Serena Williams, even though he's only ranked two hundred or something like that. And she's ranked number one, you know, because uh, there's differences between men and women. I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you know this. There's there's DNA differences. Yeah. So uh, you know, if the, if they explain it, you know. If they have, like, if this woman, like, somehow she has, like, superpowers, you know, if they explain it, 
then that's fine, you know? It's like, okay, she's a, she was blessed by the gods. She has, like, some sort of super... But they never explain, like, why... How is it possible that she ever could be so much better? Like, what? The only explanation is that she's a half-breed, that white people are the superior race. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Anyway, some of the physics... Uh, like, like, there's no force, you know, like Star Wars, you know? You know, like, the, the, the second episode, uh, she's like... St- She's doing a one-handed handstand, and then, like, flips. She Okay, she flips and then cuts down this tree. This tree is, like, it's like f- five feet, five feet thickness tree. It's like, I don't care. You, you, I, don't, I don't know if you've ever had physics class before, but uh, I don't think you could cut down a, a five-foot diameter tree with uh, one stroke of a sword. I mean, I, I guess it's just about to show how fucking badass she is, you know? But, uh, uh, yeah, and so this... Uh, this this tree training thing she does it, it's used later when she's fighting these four badass assassins like she's she can't fight them one you know they they uh, they ambush her right so it's like four against one so in order to fight her in order to fight you guys she like jumps off this cliff you know so now she's on the side of the cliff you know so then the four assassins have to like jump down too so then she can fight them one by one you know and then at one point she like jumps off the cliff even more and then she lands on her one hand and does a one handed handstand but it's like that would that would break your arm and wrist. I don't, you can't just jump off, you can't, you know, fall 20 feet and land on your hand and do a handstand. (laughs) That's, okay, physics does not exist at all in this, uh, in this TV show. Physics or logic, but, uh, besides that, it's a, it's a pretty cool show, you know, if you can just, uh, if you just turn your brain off, if you just turn your brain off and ignore gender differences and ignore physics, it's a pretty awesome show, actually. It's a pretty awesome show that that showcases how superior white people are. If you just make, if you just get a little white DNA, you can master any skill much better than Asian people, especially math. Um, actually, you know, besides besides that, besides uh, that nonsense, it's a it's a it's a good show. It's it's I've only seen the two episodes, but uh, it's, in, it's the animation's good, the action's good, the uh, it's got some good characters too. Uh, I can see some foreshadowing there, you know, like her her childhood rival, which actually doesn't make you know that, that doesn't make any sense either. Because like, what, what were her parents hiding the fact that she was a woman? Like even as a child, like why why would their parents hide the fact that she was a woman and a half? You know, and like the other children didn't know. The other children playing with her didn't know. Like she, she like there's a flashback where she's getting beat up by like ten kids. You know, it's like they didn't they didn't realize they were beating up a woman. And like she's she even when she was five years old, she's fighting off ten. 10 boys? I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Must be her white DNA. It's the white DNA of the superior race. Um, uh, yeah, but it's got this, uh, it's got this other character, and he's got no hands, and he's kind of like a happy-go-lucky, and it's got like that, and she, you know, and, uh, the, the, uh, blue-eyed samurai there, you know, she's, uh, she's kind of pissed off all the time, so it's kind of got this contrasting, uh, mindset, you know, like when, uh, life gives you, life, you know, because life is cruel, you know, life is, life is pain, life is suffering, you know, and that's, it's basically your mindset, how you deal with that suffering, you know, for all of us, you know, the world is, the world is suffering, existence is suffering, except for the fat pug Zoro over there, his existence isn't suffering, his existence just sleep all day like a fat, lazy piece of shit and eat treats, uh, but, uh, you know, for most of us, you know, life is suffering, and it's, uh, it's how we, how we, uh, respond to that suffering that, uh, gives our life purpose, you know, and so, so there's the contrast of, uh, the blue-eyed samurai who's kind of angry and, uh, bent on revenge, 
And uh, then the happy-go-lucky guy who, despite having no hands, tries to stay positive, tries to see the best in people, you know? And then, uh, of course, I think there's going to be a... Re- uh, I haven't seen the rest of the show, but I think there might be a redemption arc with her childhood bully, who she defeated. Uh, yeah, like, as an adult, they, they fight again. And uh, she defeats him, cuts off his hair, embarrasses him in front of the school, you know? So he, he needs to do seppuku, you know? But then, like, his, uh, his girlfriend's like, don't do seppuku, just go kill the blue-eyed samurai and get your honor back. It's like, all right, I'll do that, you know? But then, uh, yeah, there's some other shenanigans. So I think, I think there's going to be a redemption arc for him. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how the show pans out. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Check it out. It's, it'll help you overcome, no matter your obstacles, you can overcome any obstacle. Even if you're a half-breed, even if you're a woman, even if you have gonorrhea, even if you're autistic, you can overcome any obstacle. If you watch Blue Eyes Samurai on Netflix, see you anyway. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.